You are listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, located in Denver, Colorado. And you can find out more about us at houseforall.org. Grace, peace, and mercy are yours from the triune God. Amen. I have always loved going to Disney World for one main reason, how they show welcome and hospitality. As a kid, I remember that Walt Disney trained his employees to be treated as cast members. They were taught how to perform, how to expel and, and give this wide welcome of hospitality. If you are confused, they are supposed to say, can I help you with anything? All those little niceties that now as a young person becoming older, I have much respect from. But when I went to Disney recently, Gen Z has showed up. You all are Gen Z, right? Don't worry, I'll talk good about you. Uh, Gen Z showed up, and like I'm like lost and confused, even though I know this park. And I go to them, I was like, can you help me? And three of them are just sitting, talking to each other. And I was like, okay, not the welcome and hospitality I'm used to. But when I made my presence known, they were happy to do so. In other words, I had an initial issue with how they were showing hospitality because I could obviously do it better than they could. For I am the person for hospitality. I was known in college as the one who would be hosting the party better than the host. In fact, I would tell them, go have a good time, I'll host this party now. I would just take over. This was drilled into me in childhood. When a family member or guest into your house arrives, you must offer them at least three beverage choices. Show them where the bathroom is. Direct them to where they can put their shoes, coats, and purses. I was trained well. And my formation into this kind of hospitality has served me well as a pastor. I always make sure there is food for events. I get out chairs for those who come in late to worship or glance over and help them when they are lost in the bulletin. Put simply, extending hospitalities to others is what I live for. And if I'm being honest with myself, I am completely incapable of receiving welcome and hospitality. In fact, I actively avoid it. Recently, my therapist had the audacity to say that I love avoidance. And so, for days, I have been mulling over that question over and over in my head. Wiley, what are you avoiding? What are you avoiding? What are you avoiding? Oh, I gotta make some peanut butter sandwiches for the unhoused. Oh, I gotta do some quick work at 2 a.m. I gotta scroll endlessly through those dating apps and TikTok. I have realized that there are times when I and others turn to welcome and hospitality for others because we are avoiding ourselves. We are avoiding God's own desire for us to fully receive God's hospitality and welcome. I am the one who will jokingly say and preach, yes, God loves you, but I don't know if God could actually love me. Yeah, that absolution is for you, but not for me. 
I am going to do everything I can to be hospitable and welcoming, but then I will go home and, do, and will do anything to avoid actually feeling God's own love, welcome, and hospitality for me. I will work so much that I forget to eat. I will extend grace to others, but certainly I am not worthy of grace. I will commune with God for others, but why would I commune with God for myself? We are people who will do anything for anyone, yet we are too busy with our avoidance to listen to our own thoughts, confront our own emotions, feel our own bodies. If I am being honest, I am doing more than just avoiding my thoughts, emotions, body, and well-being. By avoiding myself, I am avoiding God. I am avoiding God and God's welcome and hospitality for me, in whose name I supposedly extend welcome and hospitality. When I recently talked with my spiritual director, you know it's good when the therapist, spiritual director, and friend are all on the same page. <laughs> recently talked to the spiritual director, and I expressed that I felt like God was mad at me or something because I could not hear God talking to me. My spiritual director, like she always does, took me on a walk through my life, helping me to see where God was talking to me, even though it was not my preconceived notion of God texting me or talking back and forth on the phone. God has, is, and will continue to talk to me if only I am willing to listen. If only I would stop avoiding it, listen to it, and actually believe it. Well, Good news is that after two months, God has finally responded, and I am no longer left staring at a screen with 27 text messages to God with the dreaded red stamp with no response. This week, I had to do the impossible. I had to have a housewarming get-together at my own house without running it. It was so hard. Yeah, I would have to clean, but I was going crazy, not knowing exactly who was coming, not remembering who drank wine and who did not. There has to be at least two options of wine. I was going crazy because I was told not to bring anything, just myself. I didn't get to spend the time I wanted to to avoid all that was around me. And then these housemates sat me down in my own house, and I don't think I've ever sat down during a party. And I was told what to do. I didn't have to have words or a speech ready. And all I could do was simply receive welcome and hospitality. I did not have time or the capacity to avoid the emotions I felt. I did not have time or the capacity to deny feeling God so intimately near by being among these people. And I did not have time or the capacity to convince myself that I don't deserve this or that I am not worthy. And as I sat there, I let their liturgy wash over me and received something that, I'd only com- something that I had come to believe was only for you, never for me as the pastor. No more forcing myself to keep it together emotionally or think that I need to suffer and carry the weight of the world on my shoulders. 
No more allowing the voices of shame and guilt and self-doubt to overpower God's truth of love and freedom. I received a welcome and hospitality that I had been pleading for and yet actively avoiding all along. I could hear God so clearly, so tenderly, not through a voicemail or text message, but through some people who invited me to experience and stop avoiding my whole being. God within me. And my heart began to sing, for I could hear God again. There is a name I love to hear. I love to sing its worth. You can join me. It sounds like music in mine ear. The sweetest name on earth. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus, because he first loved me. Who are we to doubt and avoid God's love for us? Who are we to avoid Jesus' welcome and grace for us? Who are we to avoid spirit who will come running up to greet us even when we are convinced that we are unredeemable and broken beyond repair? And when things get rough, when the fears and lies creep in, we don't have to push it all away and avoid it, trying to protect ourselves. By way of our beloved's stop and listen to God's persistent welcome and hospitality for me and you. For if we truly go out in the name of the triune God, then there is no avoiding the love and grace God has written on our hearts and sealed with water and oil on our foreheads and breathed into us with the breath of life. Blessed assurance for you and you and you and you and for me. Amen. You've been listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. If you would like to support the ongoing ministry of our church, please visit our website at houseforall.org giving.